John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. And this is the High Game Podcast, John. The High Game Podcast, Ed. You're feeling pretty low over there. You okay? Yeah, we are understated. Okay. But enthused. Sure, sure. Relaxed. Yeah, where are we recording from? We're recording right now. Yeah. From beautiful West Seattle, Washington. We are here. We are back. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars, guitar pedals. Synth stuff. Oh, synth stuff. Sure, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know, like, yeah. You can't pin us down. No, 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 no. You can't pin us down. No. Trumpets. Ooh. Yeah. No strings. I've heard that, and now we can prove it. We just got back from Nam. We did, and that's in a place called California. Oh. You know what I saw very little of at Nam? What? Crow birds. That was weird. Two or three, maybe? Yeah. It was Nam 2020. It was great. We went down there and had a look at what's going on. Yeah. I I went to Safeway before I stopped back by here. We got back today, Ed. We got back today. That it's, is our commitment. It's Sunday. We flew on an airplane. Yep, yep. Came back. Ed got these beverages. Yep. We're going to slam them down and talk to you about Nam. Yeah. We are, full disclosure, a little bit tired. <laughs> a little oh. bit tired <laughs> and a little bit low-key. And some of that is probably that we did not take the best care of ourselves over those few days. Are you saying... <laughs> Subway sandwiches are not the healthiest thing on the planet. We had one go out, have a fancy dinner with our good friend Terry. But outside of that, I had hotel oatmeal and Subway sandwiches. I had hotel eggs and sausage patty constructions. Yep. And then coffee. Oh, God. So much coffee. And there's one vegan Doritos. 
spicy chili, so I ate a whole bag of Doritos. I seem to recall that. Yeah. So I got us some Forager Project Organic Cold Press Vegetables. It's green and greens, John. Oh, so it's got greens in it and greens? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Celery, cucumber, kale, romaine, lemon, lime, parsley, sea salt, and cayenne. The slogan says, mm. come forage with us. Yep. And where's it from? Uh, oh, uh, uh, California, some, baby. Oh, it's California. This is some California shit. Even though we left there and all we drank in California was fucking Coca-Cola and coffee. But not everybody there was from California. For instance, we met a lovely gentleman Yeah. from a guitar company. Yeah. He lives in South Africa. Oh, yeah. We asked him about the baboons. Right. He said that in South African cities, there are monkeys and baboons. Right. And he said the monkeys are okay, mm -hmm. but the baboons are fucking dicks. He said exactly those yeah. words. We don't really have... <laughs> I don't think John is stoked that I did this to him. Oh, wow, dude. Do you like that? Drink it, John. You're going to be fucking healthy and you're going to like it. You're oh, going to yeah. clean your shit out. Oh. Yeah, that's some brutal shit. It's delicious. Ugh. Back on the South African tip, he said you were the first person at NAM to correctly identify where he was from. It's a hobby of mine. I don't yep. claim to be particularly good at it, but I enjoy trying. You recognized the voices in the dialects. Uh -huh. I just saw faces. So yeah, I had a lot of NAM sightings. Saw Mike Watt, Firehose. The venerable Mike Watt. Yeah. Monster on the bass. He was just doing a little bass clinic in flip-flops with his shirt open, yeah. looking hella like 60-year-old California guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw Yvette Young from Covet. Got a selfie. That's a good sighting. Yeah. That's on our Instagram. Just head on over to the high game. I was going into the Ernie Ball booth to just kind of look around because I dig them. Yeah. And Steve Morse was just sitting there, like, shooting the shit, signing and talking to people. Oh. Vernon Reed. Vernon Reed. Yep. Then there were my YouTube sightings. Ooh. Cuckoo. Who's Cuckoo? He is a super cool, synthy, modular guy. Ooh. Andy Othling, who is a ambienty kind of guitar guy. Pedal guy. Guitar pedal stuff, yeah. I spotted him and was just stoked. He was actually talking to Brady from Old Blood, and I was oh. just like, ah! Yeah, cool. Paul Davids, that dude does YouTube lessons, and we spotted him on maybe, like, Wednesday, and John wasn't sure who he was, so I pulled up his YouTube page, and he has, like, 1.49 million followers on YouTube. I've watched a lot of tutorial videos on that dude's page. And then the next day on his Instagram feed, he had a sign saying 1.5. So he hit 1.5. He, he hit 1.5 like in a day. That reminds me, Ed. Yeah. We kind of soft launched our YouTube action. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. I think yeah. we must have at least four subscribers. <laughs> Two of them are us. Uh, yeah. We figured there's... if we're going to be at NAM, yeah. instead of just doing our audio podcast stuff, why don't we try this video thing? And so we walked around handing off this tangled web of <laughs> cables and mics, and we couldn't keep it untangled or straight and things in focus. So our videos are hysterical. Yeah, I posted one of Death by Audio, and we just sort of dumped in a bunch of graphics, just like spinning still shots and stuff that we took. Yeah, if you think we're just being nutty and zany yeah i'll take that sure or i'll take we just threw in stuff to cover where the focus went soft also that uh we didn't see andy no 
Although we did stop by the Reverb booth, yep, and the Reverb Cats had a really great display. It was a massive wall, yeah, and it was a timeline of '60s guitars throughout the world. Yep, and I think my favorite on that wall was a Maton. Yep, Australia. Yeah, Maton had a booth at Nam. They did, but it was only acoustics. Yeah, are they not making electrics anymore? Or yep, we do not know. It was a question that went unanswered because the booth was full of grandpa guitars. Ed got a little scared. Yeah. In a comical turn. Yes. As Ed was backing away from the grandpa guitars at Mayton. Yeah. He almost uh, backed into and tripped over a big pile of tone wood. Oh. It was largely what I imagine you would expect at Nam: Guitars, basses. Then it's all the like horn sections, keyboard sections, modular stuff, all of it. But then there's kind of these weird little nooks and there's just dudes with piles of wood literally just tone wood yeah that was kind of weird um there was a booth of high-end orchestra batons conductor batons conductor batons like yeah clearly someone has to make this and if you're making it i guess you should go to nam and yeah yeah so i would say the first couple of days john and ed spent kind of acclimating to the actual place and i've got to say they were pretty good at helping everybody acclimate we had press passes yep and they had an entire quieter section set aside as a media center yep you could go in there and just like catch your breath and sit down have a cup of coffee recharge your batteries literally charging stations i was surprised at the range of gear it ran from A shit ton of people doing interviews with iPhones, sometimes with like an extra mic, sometimes like an image stabilization handheld kind of thing. Yeah. But then not a non-trivial amount of very expensive high-end rigs. Yeah. So yeah. And everything in between. Yeah, absolutely. I was really nervous in some of those interviews because the background noise in that place is fucking wild. Yeah, you know, in another comical turn, (laughs) in a section that was exceedingly loud all four days we were there, like, can't hear yourself talk, everybody in all the booths is wearing ear protection, and it's just cacophonous. On one day, one of the booths is gone, and there's a sign that says, this booth has been taken down because of noise violations. And we're thinking, in this particular area, what what? were they doing to violate the noise rule? Yeah. How could you be louder than what was happening? Yeah. As we got better at our gear, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, we're new to video, Yep. we became subsequently more confident. So then we were ready to get some real interviews. Yeah. We got kind of a little more practiced at B-roll stuff and holding focus a little better. We have interviews from every day. Yeah. We did get good footage every day. It was just by the end. We were firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Like yeah. yesterday, we went in at 10 a.m to almost six o'clock and we drained all the batteries recharged them drained them again drank coffee yeah one of the interviews i liked the most was with heisenberg of strymon yeah do you know that uh, viewers pete from strymon had on his badge heisenberg apparently yeah. on the internets that's his deal people often remark on his more than passing resemblance to, to walter white <laughs> Uh, And it's kind of true. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? He earned it, you know. Uh, So he walked us through in exceeding detail, which was amazing, the iridium pedal. God damn. Wow. Yeah. What it does is emulates cabinets, amps, and rooms in any combination you say. 
they are the best DSP manufacturers out there. I don't know. We probably would get flamed for that, but I don't think really not by many. We are just like reporting. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the on the pedal game, their shit is kind of the top. And that thing, there's a Vox in it, a yeah. Marshall, and a Fender. Ed owns a Vox AC30 that, and plays yep. it almost every day. Yep. And so when Heisenberg said, "Okay, I'm going to dial up a Vox," yeah, it's like it, it nailed it, right? Yeah. It literally just sounds like what I play in my room. And for each of those amps, you can actually switch between three different cabinets. Right. So there's three amps. Each amp has three cabinets. You can change out the amps and the cabinets. In keeping with Strymon's pedals, this was so clean and so organic sounding. It wasn't like, oh, look, I'm playing through a digital effect now. Right. Didn't sound like he was playing through a digital effect. No. Close your eyes. That dude's playing through a tweed basement. You know, I think most of the guitar people out there would say that there are very distinct tone signatures between a Fender and a Vox and a Marshall. As well as the kind of response of the amp. Mm-hmm. And he talked a lot about that. Push it to this volume and do this with your tone on your guitar and it's going right. to break up in this particular way. Yeah, yeah. Or if you hit the strings harder, it's going to overdrive it in this particular way. They, they thought of all of that. It was very cool. Yeah, we kind of talked about, on the flight home a little bit, favorite gear. Yeah, I think that was one of mine. Yeah. What about you? I think that the Chase Bliss CXM 1978, which is their collab with Maris, and the preamp with Benson, both of those. The ones that feature their automaton. Yeah, yeah, the slider. Technology. Yeah. Motorized faders. Yeah, and we talked to Joel. He's... Super cool. It's a really cool dude. Yeah, and we talked to Terry and Angelo from Maris. I really dig the Mercury 7. The Chase Bliss is more kind of like spring hall. Yeah. Like all the normal effects you would expect out right. of it. But then super wacky. That's what Andy Othling was demoing, and he was getting crazy sounds out of that thing. And the Benson preamp, like, that's been on my list for a while. A Benson yeah. preamp uh-huh. with a Chase Bliss Condor and another Joel developed fuzz. Inside of it with the motorized yeah. faders. Yeah. So picture that, yeah. viewers. It's cool. It's quite something. Yeah. If we can manage to grab one for a review, yeah. uh, we'll run it through its paces for you. That was something that was very encouraging. There were more than a few individual pedal manufacturers who were like, oh, yeah, if you want to demo this thing, we'll just send you one. And that's cool. More than a few of the manufacturers knew who we were and actually listened. Yeah. (laughs) We went to the Fano booth, the Fano Guitars, and I think probably everybody in that booth had listened. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Brady from Old Blood. It was cool to finally actually meet him IRL style. And our man, Justin Abernathy, we had never met him face to face. Yeah. You got to play a little guitar with Justin. I taught Justin how to play the high gain theme song. He was stoked. I think he was pretty stoked. That three chord banger. Yeah. I've got the Earthquaker Devices Life Pedal V2. Yeah. What we saw at NAMM was Mike Watt in the booth. Yep. And Ed met Jamie. Jamie Stillman from Earthquaker. Of yeah. Earthquaker Devices. And we saw in a cabinet they had, oh, six or seven of them, you know, display units. Yeah. 
arranged very nicely. Yep. I think at this point, they're all gone. It was a run of 2,500. Yep. Everyone we walked up to, Angelo and Terry from Maris, Joel from Chase Bliss, Stillman at Earthquaker, Pete at Strand, like all of them. Super nice. Everybody was accommodating. I I felt like we got almost ushered into the (laughs) Harmony booth. They were super gracious, super nice. Without being shilly for those guys, we told them that was in my top 10 guitars of last year, the Harmony Silhouette. Yeah, that's up against any number of vintage examples. Yeah, like 52 other guitars we did last year, and the Silhouette made top five. So I think it really makes a difference to go into conversations like that. The few you have practical, relevant experience with. Yeah. To know that, like, yeah, I've played it. I know what this thing is, and you need to know that we think it's fantastic. That was kind of fun. Every interview we did especially every pedal interview we did, John and I own at least one, and in most cases, multiple variants. We've got their stuff and believe in it. So hopefully that comes across that we're fans. It was great in the Harmony booth. They showed us some new guitars that aren't yet out. Yep. Among them, I'll just do a little spoiler here. (laughs) There will be a set neck example. Yep. Semi-hollow? I think you're right. It was great to see the new Juno is out. That's a rough equivalent of the old Harmony Stratotone yep. from the Chicago Boys in the 50s. That was sure. one of their earlier offerings. Yep. They're doing great stuff. Yep. Lauren from Harmony took us around from display to display, so we saw the guitars. Yep. We saw the mono cases. Yep. And uh, Keith there yep. was awesome because Ed was being self-deprecating. Yeah. How he is. Right. <laughs> Keith kept saying, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I need that boost. Yeah. I appreciated it. This is a genuine moment of surprise right now for the high gang guys because we didn't bring this one out earlier. So this is our limited edition for NAM. So you're seeing exactly the same pretty much specs and body types as the standard series, but we're bringing it out in limited edition with this beautiful flamed maple on the top. Still got that translucent nitrolose finish, but you can see right here a gorgeous veneer of the Michigan maple, which is just beautiful. It comes in a range of five different colors. Very limited run and just out for Winter Nam. We have some breaking news for you. Yeah. In the past, you've probably heard viewers me say Tesco. Yeah. And Ed say Tesco. Yep. We now have official word. Yes, from Ben. From Ben at Tysco. Tysco. Have you ever wondered? Wonder no more. Yeah. So we've got here and have demoed here plenty of times the yep. Fox Tone Machine. Yep. It's the pedal that's covered with velvet. Yep. Dan Electro apparently has the rights to that tech now and has a little, what they're calling a 3699 pedal. Yep. Smaller form factor. Yep. I'm looking forward to that. Agreed. And you can see that on the Instagrams. You can see all this shit on the Instagram. It's you all kidding? on the Instagrams. You kidding? And more videos all this week as we get to them and put them up. Yep. Red Panda, the Context V2. Oh, that yeah. That thing's cool. We had a great time with that thing. Yeah. Did you have a favorite guitar? Favorite guitar? Oh, man. We stopped by the Harmony booth. Sure, the Harmony. Of course, yep. we mentioned yep. that. We stopped yep. by the Hagstrom booth. Yep. Uh, they're doing some great stuff. Yep. The, the Viking 
Looks great. Of course, yep. Elvis Presley played that. Sure. Uh, Fuck. Well, who doesn't want that? Elvis played it. Nobody Come I on. know. See previous episodes about Ed's Elvis opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, we stopped by, as Ed mentioned, to see our man Abernethy and saw some cool stuff. Yeah. He's got some new offsets where he's changed some of the controls. He's doing some kind of split coil stuff. In conjunction with his buddy, and now ours, yeah, uh, Rob, over at Gemini Pickups. Yep, yep. Rob has reimagined the wide-range humbucker, you know, the lovey banger. Yep. Wow. That green guitar with the wide ranges <sighs> yeah. was a ripper. Yeah, imagine oh an offset God. in Army Man green Yeah. with customized hot-rotted wide ranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he has them so you can uh, split them. You so split it, it, but you're still getting some beef. Yeah, some hot, hot beef. Yeah, get that Gemini pickup hot beef. Oh my god! Injection. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great. The third floor is Fender and Gibson. We did not go there until yesterday, last night, and right we were, before we left. Yeah, we were afraid there were going to be pictures of Ed <laughs> plastered all over the wall with security dudes yep. keeping an eye out. Yep, yep, yep. Especially near the Les Pauls. Yeah. Uh, but we went up there, and we went into the Fender area, so they're reintroducing the Maverick. You might remember the Maverick starting out as a 12-string. Right. And then when they wanted to make... A six-string version that just plugged six of the holes of the tuning machines, so you were left with six tuning machines that were really spread out far yeah. apart. Yeah. So they did that, and I kind of like that. I yeah, but I don't know. I as like a that. kind of alternate university kind of thing, there's like there's a Bigsby on it, and it's just yeah. like I don't know. I still think they're custom relicy stuff or historically period correct stuff kicks ass. Yeah. And then we went over to Gibson and couldn't even get in. It was just fucking packed. It was very packed. Fender and Gibson do not need the high gain podcast pushing them right. because they are doing fine. You know, I like, thought it was funny. It was the entire floor. Yep. And they were on opposite <laughs> ends of the floor. Yep. And in between, there was a buffer zone. Of grand pianos. Yeah. Just like the piano zone in between. Fender. So it's like, how are we going to keep these yep. cats away from each other's yeah, throats? exactly. Put the fancy pianos in between them. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. nobody can pick one of those up and throw it at somebody. Yeah, exactly. I saw a few things that I thought were cool. Yeah. The Old Blood booth had a Dunnable guitar that oh, was yeah. like their demo guitar. And I got to play that. And that was killer. The new uh, Old Blood Visitor. I think that pedal is in the booth, and that's it. I think that's what Dan said. Yeah. I loved seeing that kind of collaboration. Like, you mentioned the demos being done over at Chase Bliss. Yep. Not only did Chase Bliss collaborate with Maris on making the pedal. And but then Benson. You, yeah, and Benson. But then you bring in somebody to do your demos for you. And then not only that, then you give somebody a boutique guitar, like the Dunnable or... Uh, in Chase the, Bliss, the Baronick. The guy from Baronick, I'm, oh, I can't remember his name. Jimmy Baronick. Yeah. Uh, made a custom blooper and mood. Yeah. So yeah. they match the pedals, and they are fucking killer. I want to say the Baronick guitars were my favorite thing I saw. 
that kind of collaboration, like guitar maker, pedal maker, demo amp. guy, just like amp yeah. people, uh, in in that world of the yeah. what do you call it boutique DIY like small dudes. They like, are getting bigger, yeah, but, but oh, they're sure. not For forgetting sure. that, and they're sure. all kind of helping each other out. I, yeah. I I really liked that vibe. Yeah, Ibanez. Uh, I thought it was really cool that Yvette has her uh, signature model. Yeah, the Talman. So it's like a metallic green Talman that's coming out. Love it. Check Instagram uh, to see a picture of Ed with Yvette. <laughs> exactly yeah a little starstruck <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep yep exactly uh lucier lucier yeah this was kind of a departure for us yep but we see this guitar in this booth it's an acoustic guitar and it has one button on the top of it what is that button what, john what's that button do yeah it's a looper built into the guitar into the acoustic. Into the acoustic. Touch that button and play something. Yep. When you're done, touch the button again. Yep. That thing keeps playing. Yep. And I learned something very valuable. <laughs> yeah. I, I suck at loopers. Yeah. You're like getting the timing right? Like, yeah. It is a skill that you see those dudes like Andy when he was demoing the Chase Bliss stuff. You see them using loopers well. They make it seem effortless. Yeah. And then you try to do it yourself and it is a disaster. It does take practice. Like it, it takes a lot yeah. of work. It's like a father, son, and daughter. And they're way at the beginning of their journey. Lucier, L-U-S-S-I-E-R. Yeah. Where they're trying to like get increased funding and they're trying to advance their prototype. He had prototype electronics he was showing us. Right. And talking about where he wants to go with it. And yeah. so that's kind of cool that Nam has a place for that. Yeah. John did some looping with it. And I got some video of that. It was horrible. And then his son did some looping, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. He was playing like, like a flamenco-style was... kind of thing, and yeah. Ed and I were like, yeah, he's better than me. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's use that video. So that will be upcoming. <laughs> the thing that's cool is there's a little speaker in there. Yeah. So if you don't want to plug into an amp. Play your acoustic, and your acoustic's playing the rhythm track for you, and you can just practice solos or whatever over yeah. it. One yeah. button on the yeah. top of your guitar. Yeah. And we wish Lucier all the luck in the world because this is what we support. Yeah. They're Canadian. Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Yeah. The Ernie Ball Mariposa guitar. I thought that thing was sweet. Oh, that hit your list? Oh, yeah. We talked to Steve over at GNL. Yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Brief recap of Leo Fender's end. He died. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when he did, GNL left his office slash lab slash i mean it's where he did all his tinkering they yep. didn't touch anything they left it where it was and there was all kinds of shit in there just like he was kind of the inveterate tinkerer right so apparently recently they found sketches and schematics he was working on in the 60s it was a uh design dated 69 yeah and he never did anything with it or right. fell behind a file cabinet or something. And yep. so they found it. Yep. And they decided, hey, we should just make this. Yep. And it was really cool looking. And the crazy thing is, like, that's what I imagine Fender and their alternate universe. That's what they want. But GNL actually uh -huh. owns the office. That's where he was at the end of his career. And so this model they found is in celebration uh, 40 years of GNL guitars. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That guitar is called the Espada. 
Steve from GNL was really cool walking us through that. So it was a lot of fun. We met a lot of cool people. Yeah, everybody was so cool. Patient and cool with all our uh, kind of tangled up mess of shit. What we did a lot was go directly into people's boards. Right. So the pedal guys had all these really great complicated boards set up. And here we come like, can we plug into your board? And they're so cool. They're like, yeah, do your thing. Oh, crap. Yeah. I don't have a cable. I don't have a quarter inch cable and my adapter for my headphones, I don't know where the hell it is. It's back in the hotel room or something. Yeah, one day we forgot the adapter. So we run over to our new friend Hank over at Rattlesnake Cables. The best. And he hooks us up with the cable so we can uh, do our interview. That cable is bonkers. Yeah, let it me tell you something about that cable. Dope. Yeah. Those cables. Yeah. Are super shielded and the conductance of it, as Hank explains it, is meant to maintain the high end of the signal over long runs. Right. So it doesn't just sap your tone. And so in talking with Hank, we find out that he's a big Silkworm fan. I'm a big Silkworm fan. Yeah. So we we're talking about Silkworm because yeah. Yeah. of aluminum necked guitars. Right. It turns out that Hank yep. runs TravisBeanGuitars.com. That's dope. Yeah, so he knows all about the aluminum. He knows a little bit about the aluminum neck guitars. So he's like friends with Ernie Bailey. He knows Ernie from kind of the Travis Bean community, right? Isn't that correct? I think that's right. Like, yeah, like we went into a big, long Travis Bean rat hole. We would start talking to people and then sort of explain, especially if they didn't know us, what the high gain is. Right. And then we got into so many conversations just about Guitar stuff. It was really like, fun. Yeah. I think we'll probably go back next year. I think our game will be much better next year. We'll be a little more prepared. Yeah. And like, our friends that are video people, yeah, treat us kindly. Yeah. We need a rig organization unit. My stuff got tangled every two minutes. Yep. What else, John? I think that's it. So everybody, Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash the high gain. Oh. We took the liberty of putting together a little something for all our generous Patreon sponsors. Lots of, lots of. <laughs> John's very excited. Don't tell him. No, I'm not telling him. All I'm saying is right. you should maybe watch your mailbox. Yeah. And those of you who, you know, want to get in on that action before oh. I get around to get into the mailbox. Oh my God. Now you know where to subscribe. Yeah. At whatever level is good for you. You did great, John. Yeah, thanks. And okay. our new YouTube channel. Uh, we could add that to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, yeah, and now YouTube. It's a multimedia juggernaut. Yeah, I'm thinking we should just make accounts on all various kinds of places like Target. Why not? Yeah, play the theme song. Okay, now we have to go to bed. Yeah, because that's why. That was really great, Ed. You did a really good job. You didn't drink your whole thing, though. I didn't, and I'm not gonna. No. no. Where can they find us? They can find us at thehighgain.com. Yes. Yes. And at Instagram, at Facebook, the at the high gain. Twitter, at the high gain. Patreon, at the high gain. YouTube, not yet at the high gain. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Like yeah. Follow links and yeah. stuff. You'll find it. We're doing great. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't kill each other. No. 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 Uh, we stayed in the same room. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Okay. All right, bye. Bye.